2: Hi, this is Cindy Cochran. Welcome to the podcast of my show. Remember, you can join me live every weekday morning from 10 to 11 a.m. on Lone Star Community Radio, on Conroe's FM 106.1 and 104.5, and globally on IRLoneStar.com. And don't forget, you can download our app at your app store. If you're a big fan of my podcast, subscribe to my YouTube and SoundCloud channels. And you're always invited to my Facebook page, The Cindy Cochran Show, for the latest show info. Thank you again for listening, and now enjoy. good morning everybody I am so happy to be here I hope I'm here Uh, can everybody hear me I am not hearing anything I'm not hearing me that's what
1: turn your volume up Cindy
2: I got the volume up
1: I hear you just fine
2: okay all right so I'm gonna start over good morning everybody it is Wednesday middle of the week we're almost there and tomorrow this is thursday's eve because tomorrow the show starts the movies start and dunkirk is supposed to start this weekend yeah everybody's so excited you know someone that's excited as we are is sam my husband it's the only movie he's looked forward to to see and i never can get him to drag him to the movies i just can't i can never do that so uh i'm really excited about i'm gonna get to go have popcorn i care nothing about dunkirk i don't like war movies i don't like any of that stuff but because it's Sam and he wants to go, and because of the butter popcorn, I will attend. I will go there. So I just uh, I'm excited about that. But more excited than that, and you know how movies, you know, and popcorn excites me. But more excited than that is my guest I have today is uh, is going to be Don Wilson on the Cindy Cochran show. If I fail to mention that, <laughs> sometimes I get excited to get right into the show, and I don't say that you're listening to the Cindy Cochran Show. And if you're in Conroe and you're driving around and listening to 106.1 and wondering where was that Spanish station that I used to listen to, well, it's now been taken over by the Lone Star Community Radio. And we're on 106.1 and 104.5 as you leave Conroe and going north and you pass Waverly, New Waverly, and uh, going that way. Then you go to 104.5 and you're picked up uh, during – in Willis excuse me Willis and in Waverly um, and you you'll you'll hear it just fine or you can go to your app go to your app get your app and gear and listen to it on the, on your radio on your uh, phone and then you know if you don't get enough of that go to the the podcast on YouTube and listen to and see the Cindy Cochran show you get to see behind the scenes what's going on what is she wearing today I'm always wearing black I, don't know if I think that's, that's the same exciting. shirt
1: from the entire week
2: it is exa- the entire week it's only been two days and this is
1: three days in a row now
2: <laughs> yeah this is the third day and a shirt can last the third day i just take it i take oh, a shirt no, I can last it last three up. days yeah i just go home and take it up i don't perspire i don't glow because <laughs> there's nothing you know i'm having to do difficult i don't walk out in the sun and try to produce sweat i don't do any of that so I just go home, hang it up, and then put it back on. Because I am taking Johnny Cash's, you know, uh, his angle on on fashion. Uh, anyway, so why do you do that to me, Jake? I had this thing <laughs> going, and then you... S- it's because where- I love you, Cindy. <laughs> <laughs> it's because I love you. Where was I? Don okay.
1: Wilson is our guest. Yes, Don.
2: Don is our guest. That's why I'm so excited. Because um, yesterday we had Mindy Miller, who was... Uh, uh, Girlfriend of Elvis's uh, a few years before his death he she was dating him and uh, had a lot of great stories Then you love the stories. I mean, that's just like surreal right? Yeah, the only
1: thing I, I wanted to ask her that I didn't get a chance to was what, what was what was the I guess Sweetest thing as as a boyfriend that that he ever did to her like what, what did he surprise her with? Well, or, as he bought her was, a car. He well, yeah, her. but but that that's Elvis. Elvis bought everybody yeah. cars, right? He did. I want to know. I want to know what spontaneous romantic thing did th- he do that shocked her the most?
2: She will. So we'll have to will, we'll have to have her back on. She'll text me that soon because I told her you were trying to look her up and you thought you had found the real person, Ty Randolph, and uh, she said he said we were trying to figure out is that her real name or was Mindy Miller her real name? Did she what she stage say? name. She said that was a stage name that an agent thought would sound more. You know, stronger woman, uh, Ty Randolph, because she was doing her own stunts, and the reason she could do her own stunts in the movie she was in, the movie she, she was in, uh, is because her her real father. She finds out her real father was like the top stunt man in Hollywood. Really, she had been adopted, and so she didn't know a lot about you know her past, and found out later on that that he was top stunt man. It's just it's so weird, uh, but uh, exciting and different, and you know. The people that we talk to we' we have such dull lives I think here in Willis, Texas, uh, but it's beautiful we have a beautiful we're, place we're to actually live. coming
1: to you live from Conroe Texas
2: Conroe Tech downtown beautiful yeah. downtown Conroe Texas and uh, Don Wilson was he lived in Houston he grew up to you know to a ripe old age of fifteen and he moved no he uh, he lived in Houston but tragically lost all of his family his mother's father's sister in a Car accident uh that uh, with the train and uh that everybody was gone and elvis knew uh, found out about this and he took him under his wing and uh became like a mentor to him he introduced him to everybody who was anybody in town and so don knows everybody and and has such special memories about elvis and today uh we're gonna have a real short first segment here and then we're gonna come back we're gonna come back with don and I'm going to ask him questions. I just I feel like he's never been asked before, and we're going to see if I've come up with some very original questions uh, about uh, about Graceland. And so I'm, I'm I can't wait. I can't wait to, to uh, find this out. But uh, Elvis's anniversary of his death is coming up in August, and it'll be 40 years since he died. August what? The 16th. 16th of
1: August. Yeah,
2: and everybody knows where they were that's a great Elvis fan I just pulled out the the driveway at my grandmother's house and they announced it and I couldn't believe it I couldn't I mean it was just no he can't be gone he's too young but anyway so we're gonna talk to uh, Don Wilson and we've uh, if you've listened to the show a lot you have heard Don Wilson's voice and uh, it'll be here in just a moment. Do You hear the music, and so that means I've got to go. You're listening to the Cindy Cochran Show, Real Reality Radio, and uh, we'll be back with Don Wilson and talk more about Elvis and the behind-the-scenes.
0: Lone Star Community Radio is ready for the summer. If you or anyone you know is looking for summer internships, Lone Star Community Radio is a great place to learn the radio and TV business. Contact the station at info at IRLoneStar.com. Or call the station's message line at 936-647-3776. Lone Star Community Radio offers a great opportunity to those interested in learning about the radio world.
2: Hey, this is Cindy. Just wanted to thank you personally for listening. Remember, live is even more fun, Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. And if you or someone you know would like to sponsor The Cindy Cochran Show, please message me on my Facebook page, The Cindy Cochran Show.
1: Hey, guys. I'm Joey Savage. Corey DLG. We are Nerd Thug Radio. Catch us every Monday from one to three, and check out our website, NerdThugRadio.com. We like to talk about quilting, horseback riding, and baking quiche. Actually, we don't, but we do like talking nerdy to you. That's right. Every Monday from one to three p.m. hashtag Talking Nerdy to You.
2: And we're back on the Cindy Cochran show. And that lady that you just heard, I went to school with her. That is so wild. Uh, Did you take, teach
1: her, or was she a classmate? She's a teacher. No, we went She to sounds school. so young. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and so, anyway, I went to school with her, and it was so exciting to hear her voice. Uh, yeah, she started this idea, the new Danville, you know, town, and she, because her son was uh, autistic, and mm-hmm. she didn't know what was going to happen to him after they died. They, she, he would have nobody taking care of him and all that, and she met other people that had adult uh, children that at, you know when they left they needed some some place to put them and so this was this became a dream of hers and it happened she got a group of doctors together they m- made this happen and uh, it's a beautiful town as its building and i told her i said as soon as you get the movie house there yeah i want to come in and, and work it she well said, yeah you're uh, what, are
1: you gonna make sure they have real butter
2: and I'm going to serve spaghetti and hamburgers <laughs> and everything. It's going to be great. It'll be so much fun. Uh, but anyway, so it's a great deal, the new Danville. So if you want to look it up, it's wonderful. Kathy Sanders, oh, my goodness. I haven't talked to her in 50 years. Okay. So Don Wilson is hanging on.
1: For dear <laughs> white, life.
2: White-knuckled. <laughs> oh, my God. Cindy, am I going to be on today or are you going to just keep talking? Okay, no. Don, good morning, Don.
0: Good morning, Cindy. You keep me hanging on the rafters <laughs> like a Hitchcock
2: movie. <laughs> and, I know, and, it's, and I want to spend every single second that I can with you on the air. Uh, I hate to even do the opening introductions and all that stuff because I don't want to take anything away from you. So, Don, how are you doing today? Are you happy?
0: I am happy since I'm talking to you, Cindy. How come? <sighs>
2: You know, you read the script well. That was very good. Uh, no, Don well, the and check's I— in the
0: mail, right? <laughs> right.
2: Don and I have this mutual respect and love uh, fest that we go back and forth like, no, you're too, you're so good. No, you're so good. No, I, no, I really appreciate if you. If they only
0: knew, Cindy. <laughs> if right.
2: they only knew. I met Don when he was 15 years old and I was 30-something, uh, but I was pregnant with uh, my son, and he came to Channel 13 as a guest because he'd received the last letter that Elvis ever had written. And uh, so they wanted to talk about his life with Elvis and and how Elvis had impacted his life. And and he came by and stopped and and uh, said, uh, can I take a picture with you? And I went, sure. And uh, so we stood there in front of the newsroom and uh, I took a picture with him. And I that's the only picture I have of me pregnant with my my son, so I, I was like, this is so cool, and he sent the picture to me, and uh, on Facebook and said, is this? Are you the same Cindy Cochran that's, you know, that's in this picture? And I went, yes, I was so excited, and uh, so then we uh, we started uh, texting, talking, uh, facebooking, and uh, then I found out about this amazing, surreal world that he kind of grew up in, and uh, all the people he knows, everybody including Cindy Cochran. So I thought this is a guy I want to get to know. And we had him on the show. And so it's just been a bro sis friend. let see, how would you call a brother-sister romance? No, you can't say that, it's just like, I, you know, this. Love I, I, fest. Yeah,
0: you're in trouble,
2: yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, Don, this is when you quickly change the subject. <laughs> I'm surprised. <laughs> I'm surprised that the words are coming out of my mouth are being understood because I got my foot so far down in it. Okay, shut up, Cindy. All right.
0: Anyway, Don, well, so. i you out about, I mean, even Elvis thought that you were a gorgeous gal when you were expecting. How you know, How can you beat
2: that? The, he told me this. He never said this to me. We've been talking for, you know, like months months and months, and he kind of casually is talking about, uh, about the picture, and he said, You know, Elvis was going through my pictures that I'd taken while I you know at, in Houston, and he saw you and said, Just go ahead and you say it because I can't say it. It's just I'm too. I awesome. said, Who's
0: that? You know, and I, I explained to him, and he said,
2: Well, she's pretty. <laughs> she's pretty. I love that. <laughs> just think Elvis that came out of his mouth that says She's pretty. I, that's so great. And that just uh, thrilled me. But, uh, but Don, Don has been uh, so much, it's been so much fun. It's so uh, amazing to talk to you uh, and all the people that you know. but you knowing you is so great because you're such a kind, generous and uh, and will just share or help anybody that you can help. And uh, so I, I feel very fortunate that we're friends. and even though I've never, you know except I met you that one time and we've never met again. And I thought I might just pop down to Memphis uh august 16th and uh and see you and mindy because i know y'all are both going to be there but then i just found out you may not be there <laughs> you said you may not go is that correct
0: am i well i might go down there for at least one day and, yeah uh, we'll get into the reason why later but you know i saw you in person quite a few times you know before i actually met you because i used to come down to dining for dollars you know almost audience? on a regular basis yeah oh, member yeah. of the audience yeah
2: Oh my goodness. Did I ever yeah, so yeah, go I'm over and <laughs> Did I ever go over and say, "How are y'all doing today?" or anything like that? No, I, I no, probably no, was.
0: No, no, no you didn't. But uh, yeah, and when I was it was on the show Betty Rogers interviewed me about Elvis. He,
2: oh, she did. Okay. All right. See, that's so funny. Yeah. A lot of people are going like, "I remember her and Paul Schmidt. Um All
0: right, and Don Nelson."
2: And Don Nelson and uh and then came um uh,
0: Bob Hilton was on before that
2: right yeah that's who I that's who I met uh, trying to get the news on for the hearing impaired I met him and uh, and auditioned for with Paul Schmidt to play and sing play the guitar and sing on uh, Darling for dollars it, because I thought if I could do that I get to know these people and I can ask then can we have news for the it was weird weird way to get to it but it, it, it worked because then I met the news director and talked to him and and had a meeting with them, and I finally and I got on and started doing the uh, the news for the hearing impaired, standing next to whoever was the you know the news person at the time, and it was uh, and the rest is history. <laughs> so, but well, yeah,
0: don't... and uh, Paul Schmidt, Paul Schmidt had a music store. Right,
2: that's right. Right. And,
0: and he wanted to know what kind of organ that Elvis had, you know, so then I, and then he had one like it. So I think he used to say, well, you know, Elvis has got one like this.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's, he was, oh boy, he was some something. And he and I had a weight losing contest. It was after I'd had Chad, uh, my son, and I'd gained some weight during that. And so we had a weight loss contest and that guy When he weighed on the, when we first went and stood on the scales and weighed, he had put all this stuff in his pocket. I mean, he put so many things in his pocket. So he weighed really heavy. And then all he was going to do was remove those items when we'd had the final part of the contest and stand there and weigh. And I worked my, well, it didn't always go away, but anyway, I worked myself, silly, trying to lose that weight. And uh, it was, you know, and, and I didn't win. He won. I took my eyelashes off and everything to weigh that day. I was trying everything I could to make sure that I was going to win. And, um, but then I found out he cheated, so they had to give me the prize because he did cheat. But anyway, Paul Schmidt, those memories are so great, and I love that you remember all that and that uh, you were part of that.
0: Oh, yeah, and, and Larry Connors was such a matter-of-fact guy, and I remember being in the newsroom with him at Marvin Sindler, And it wasn't that far after, you know, the deal, which turned out to be the best little whorehouse in Texas. It was made into a play, but it was on the actual thing. But that sheriff sure didn't look like Burt Reynolds. That madam didn't look like Dolly.
2: (laughs) No, not not at all. Because Larry Connors uh, left town because of the death threats he got. Marvin loved it. Lo- he loved all of the attention and all that that brought him. So he took over that uh, investigation, and he said he was shaving. And he, he had a big bandage on his cheek. <laughs> he said he was shaving, and a car backfired. But he thought somebody was taking a shot at his, you know, at his house. And because of, uh, it, he said he had no idea that there was so many people involved that would do you in because of that. And the recording that he got when that sheriff grabbed his toupee and ripped it off his head, they were in the car, and the reporter, uh, uh, the photographer that was with him, let the camera roll. And he had this, and they came back, and everybody just fell over laughing. Marvin wasn't in the room at the time about how his voice went up about three octaves as he was talking to the sheriff, saying, Please don't don't take. Please don't hurt me! Don't hurt, don't hurt me! So it was—it was, uh, oh. was just—it was terrible, and they never played that on the air. That would have been a man. People would have loved to have heard that uh, that session. But Larry Connors and all oh, those guys—they uh, were—they were so great. You should write a book, Cindy. You're always talking to me about it. You should write a book.
1: <laughs> I—I I, I swear she really should, and and she could fill up about 400 pages of just. Pure ramblings and not, not you know, just funny <laughs> stories making an audience laugh, but it has no real purpose.
2: It wouldn't, it wouldn't elevate anybody's life, I don't think, or their spirit. It would be uh, enjoyable uh, though. But it would it's people that remember this stuff and uh, and and I would uh, would certainly enjoy it. But you know, the thing about it is, like Marvis Hill and all those guys are going to fade into the into the past. But Elvis has never done that. He is someone that will go on and on. This is forty years after his death. And uh, he's still selling his albums. He's still, you know, there's so much being done in his name. But I love that you and Mindy uh, are able to tell stories and tell positive sides and things that have happened you know, happened in his life, and that you were there, and he said those things. And then, plus, then I start finding out all the people that you know, and you start saying, "Well, Johnny Cash uh, told me one time that he <laughs> he said oh, wait, wait, you know Johnny Cash, yeah,' and uh, Glenn Campbell, and all those people that uh, that Elvis knew, or that knew Elvis, and that uh, he surrounded himself with a lot of celebrities, but those were not his closest friends, right? It was his
0: that's right he kept uh, a lot of his close buddies to his best you know and they were there and to protect him as well as you know just hang around and you know be his buddies and and there were certain ones that were closer and some that weren't but you well, know, and he, and he was pretty sharp that well was...
2: i think i mean you said some things I, and what's funny is i don't know why we're always talking on the phone and i'm shopping at kroger's but it seems like Last three times we've talked. I'm, I'm shopping at Kroger's, and I'm thinking as I'm passing people, if you only knew who I was talking to on the phone, and that we'd be talking about subject matters that people would have just died. Like, what? And uh, when we're talking about Sam Phillips and, and all of that, and, and all the people that are going to be represented. There's a lot of people out here that they're going to have uh there in August in, in Memphis that are going to be the, um. let's see, it's not, ETA, it's not Elvis tribute artist, it's other tribute artists, right?
0: Well, they're, they're really, the, the they, they used to not embrace that, uh, Graceland, and then a few years ago they started doing that, and then uh, they've always had a tent. It's completely different now because they demolished the old uh, shops that were across the street from Graceland, you know, and then they, uh, the apartment building where I used to live behind the shops at uh, Graceland, well, you know, now it's it's a big complex called Elvis Presley's Memphis, and um, it's, uh, you, it's by admission, that's one thing I'm a little upset about, one of the reasons I decided not to uh, stay all week, because it's just admission to go in the shop and see these, you know, exhibits is $28, so it's a little
2: wow. <laughs> good grief so yeah so they're really uh maximizing their profiteering off of elvis now go
0: ahead no you go ahead well i was going to say what happened is uh you know uh give you as elvis used to say the reader's digest version you know El, uh, lisa sold the rights to elvis's well 85 percent back in 2004 to again a guy named bob silliman he was a billionaire investor and then About three years ago, uh, there's a guy named Jamie Salter from Authentic Brands and a guy named Joel Weinshanker, who's the chairman of the National Entertainment Collectibles Association. And now they're the ones that's really in charge of Elvis Presley Enterprises. And that's why the guest house went up, which is this humongous hotel right next to Graceland.
3: Mm -hmm. And
0: I think that uh, the admission is to help pay for it. I don't know, <laughs> but uh, I, that's the one thing that I don't like and I don't think Elvis would, but you know, people are starting mm. to pick on it. It's not really Priscilla anymore. She's really advisory, but there's some wonderful events that they're gonna have there. Um, and some great people like Mac Davis is coming in and um, uh, Laurel Goodwin, you know, who you spoke to, who was Girls, Girls, Girls with Elvis.
2: That's right, that's right. So,
0: but they've extended Elvis Week now, because now it's like Elvis Week and a half.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it will be Elvis Elvis Month. Uh, it will be. Um, but I, talking about Graceland. Uh, when we come back from this break, Don, what I'm going to do is ask you some questions about Graceland that I just don't know if you've ever. Talked about or thought about but uh we're going to talk about that when we get back so that's the tease uh for you guys to make sure that you come back and listen to don wilson who has all of the inside scoop who really knew elvis presley uh in a whole way that we never got to know him so uh, stay with us don stay with us uh, listeners and we'll be right back on the cindy cochran show real reality radio
0: Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out IRLoneStar.com sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776.
2: Hi, this is Cindy Cochran and just want to thank you for listening. And remember, I'm live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. And you can interact with the show through my Facebook page, The Cindy Cochran Show. It's real reality radio. Hey, give your ears a treat. Relax with a cup of joe or your favorite drink for the Conroe Lake Conroe Chamber of Commerce Chamber Chat. The show airs on the first Tuesday of the month at 11 a.m. on Lone Star Community Radio. Join hosts Courtney Galley and Brian Bondi as they chat about the Chamber's events and programs for the month and invite Chamber members into the studio to talk about their upcoming events and businesses. Learn about your Chamber with Chamber Chat every first Tuesday at 11 a.m. And we're back on The Cindy Cochran Show. We're going to get right back to Don Nelson. Don Nelson. Oh, man. How long
1: have you known this individual?
2: Not forever. And but, you're- but I just... But we are talking about Channel 13. So my brain is, you know, the, the, the sparks are going back and forth. Like, okay, are we still talking about Channel 13? You said Don's. Do you mean Nelson or do you mean Wilson? I mean Don Wilson. Don Wilson. I'm so sorry. I mixed you up with. Okay, Don, you're well, still that's there, all right? right? Cindy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don, you just, you, when you talk, you, I love your voice. He's got a great voice. And then he sound like Elvis. I mean, he's got that.
1: Well, yeah, I've never heard Elvis accent. like talk. You know, so you I, I haven't ever heard Elvis talk, but if I imagine what it would be like, it right? would be like Mr. Wilson's.
2: Well, you know that you could go to any uh, YouTube, Google, uh, and you can hear interviews with Elvis. And uh, except that Mindy said yesterday, you can't judge Elvis by the interviews. He didn't like interviewing, and he, I guess, was told by the colonels what she thought maybe that uh, keep it short and sweet and don't give everything away. Do you agree with that?
0: He kept a lot of his opinions to his to his chest, yeah. He mm-hmm. didn't like to tell a lot of personal, you know, things, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I need to get you some recordings of Elvis, you know, just, you know, talking off the cuff, and, you know, maybe you can use that on the future show, I'll, you know. I'll, yeah.
2: I'll oh, yeah. Oh, everybody's shaking their head like, yes, uh, yes. Um, <laughs> we have uh, Austin, Austin uh, Combs. No. McComb. 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 I'm just. I'm gonna quit. I'm just saying. Number one, number two, number three, number four. You know, we're just gonna number you instead of me having to remember names. But uh, Austin McComb is uh, working here. To uh, uh, he's studying and he's everything that Jake does, <laughs> and Jake is teaching him, being a great mentor to him. And he is uh, going to have his own show, and so he's uh, he's watching and listening. And he mentioned the fact that he had uh, gone to on the Graceland tour. I've never been there. My, my sister, everybody else I've known have been there, but I've never been there. Um, so he was—he had a question for you, if you don't mind. He has a, a quick question for you. Well, sure. So one thing they always borrow from the tourists is the second floor. And the whole time I was there, I would always pass by the staircase, which
0: they
1: would have barricaded, and I always wondered, what is that second floor like? Can you tell us a bit about that?
0: Yeah, like when you go upstairs, you know, there's... Um... You go towards the right, you know, and then there's Lisa's room. And then just a little further, uh, there's a, uh, the office for Elvis and his personal bedroom. And there's a couple out of bedrooms and, you know, bath uh, up there and everything. But um, the reason that they don't let anybody up there is because it was Elvis's personal space. I mean, that's really where he used to, you know, stay. And, and Elvis's bedroom, you know, he had you know a lot of his books and his um, he had a little, he had a record player up there. And Mindy could tell you a lot more about this because she spent a lot more time. <laughs> up, and she's <laughs> listening, by the way. Okay. But um, Elvis, Elvis, I did go up there one time, and Elvis did give me a tour of Graceland. You know, um, wow. when I first went up. And so, uh, but Elvis, you know, kept his guitar there. You know, and, uh, his person, he had his personal tapes. He had. Um, a, I don't know the actual name of them, but they were gigantic, you know, tapes. I mean, he had one of the first video recorders and, uh, he would have things like Ollie's fights, Bugs money in a road runner hour, you know, just <laughs> whatever he wanted, you know? And, uh, so that kind of impressed me. I said, what are these days? I'm going to have a video collection, but, uh, yeah, but that's, um, that's pretty much what it was. It was Lisa's room. Uh, and then, it, you know, um, his office and, you know, his, uh, Was there his like a master,
2: suite, a master suite, a master suite for, okay. Um,
0: and, and at least I had a hamburger bed. It was shaped like a hamburger bed.
2: <laughs> really? Okay. <cool. laughs>
0: just, yeah. Like a hamburger. Yeah.
2: <laughs> cool. Now the, uh, the person that, uh, the cook, uh, the lady that, um, like cooked maybe his last meal, it was making the banana and the peanut butter sandwiches what uh, mary was her jenkins. name there mary was also, jenkins uh, right. mary
0: jenkins and there was also pauline and uh but um anyway yeah the mary was on duty at the time yeah and he wasn't really uh, hungry that last night he was not and okay. she thought it was odd
2: yeah oh okay okay and he's just been playing racquetball i you know it's funny I, right. I, I was hearing about these things i thought you know i was a racquetball I was ridiculous. I, I mean, I started, I, I taught racquetball and I did a lot of tournaments. I love, I love racquetball and, uh, and I love peanut butter and, uh, banana sandwiches. So I always thought we had so much in common. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> I, I, I thought that was, you know, he'd played and racquetball is you know pretty strenuous. And so it just, um, I just thought these are good, these are things that you find out about later. And, uh, that, Cause him to be such a you know like a normal guy to you because growing up we did not think of him as normal at all i mean i would never see him i would never see him anywhere in a normal situation and uh it's kind of like your uh school teacher if you see him at the uh, store you go like what are they doing at a store shopping they don't. teachers don't do that you know you don't think about them doing normal things so uh he was kind of that iconic you know to me, growing up, and uh, my sister was absolutely you know crazy and nuts about him. So I had so much exposure to him and read about all his life and everything that he you know he thought about. So it was just so weird to talk to someone who's been in that you know been in the house, and Elvis takes you on the tour, and uh, so you got to see a lot of stuff and all that that impacted your life uh, is what you know fascinates me.
0: Well yeah, and, and he kept it so cold. I mean, you got ice sickles on your eyebrows, you know. And what <laughs> and uh I was in his office and he was, you know, playing organ and and then I fell asleep and he kicked me and he said, Am I boring you? And I'm like, no, <laughs> no, and, 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 But we were keeping his hours. I mean, everybody was up. (laughs) Elvis was up, you know, and I was only 16 at the time, and I hated this, you know. And and he says, thousands of people come and pay to see me sing, and you fall asleep on me for my butt, you know. i cleaned uh, it up a little bit uh, i'm sure
2: i'm sure and you were you were just introduced to all that kind of language so early in your life uh also to me one thing he said
0: well, yeah i didn't th- i didn't think i didn't think he said any any four-letter words because i only saw him in the movies so that's, right. like you know? that's right you know but he wouldn't say anything like that in front of a lady you know but it was the guys
2: yeah yeah <laughs> that was a different language i, I understand that um uh, austin had an interesting question is it like uh, when you would go back home you'd come visit Elvis and then go back home and and all uh, how did your friends in high school uh, react to you and your relationship with Elvis Presley
0: well I, I didn't go to junior high and I didn't go to high school okay what it was is I had a I I had a tutor and she would come like two days and spend like an hour and she would give me this tremendous amount of homework because actually at the time I was ill
2: Oh, okay. and
0: uh, it was it was it was treatable, but I had a kidney disease at the time, and so uh, I had a lot of time on my hands to where I could see Elvis, but I still had to do my homework.
2: Okay, know? okay.
0: So I really didn't have too many friends around at the time.
2: So really, I guess Elvis's friends became your best friends, and your family. Exactly. Well, okay. Now I want to get back to Graceland because I want to ask you this. Has there been any paranormal activity? Has, has someone say said that they saw Elvis, that they they felt his presence said, uh, and all that? Have there been people like that since his death that have uh, said anything to you about that?
0: Certainly so we could write a book on it. Um, <laughs> ah, yeah. But um, <laughs> uh, that's our next project. Um, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, I went to an Elvis say on text, so a couple of guys and it was like, yeah, right. Well, we're going to see what's happening.
3: Really? But, yeah,
0: not, he he didn't show up. But okay. I tell you what, that uh, I, I, I. um The last the last time I was up there, I was with um, Paula Lloyd and she's passed away, but she was married to Gary Lloyd, Elvis's uh, cousin. And. Um, then. uh the last cheer guide said, oh, well, your family talking to Paula. And so she left. And so Paula and I were alone in Graceland. Wow. And so, um, and, and so anyway, we were just, you know, walking around, you know, respecting everything, but, you know, just looking back and thinking, you know, and she, she kept hearing all these little creaks because it's like when you're in a house and there's mm-hmm. somebody there, you know, you still hear it settling, you know. And then all of a sudden Elvis's Aunt Delta, you know, you know, came down the stairs and said, hi. And she just about jumped, you know, <laughs> but, uh, anyway, uh, yeah. It's, but, you know, she, you know, Paul said, let's get out of here. She couldn't handle it, but, um, because you just, you felt us there, especially, you know, when you're alone, mm-hmm. you know, there, you know, you, um, and he lived there 20 years. Right. Um, um, one of the last times I went up there, I went on a private tour, a VIP tour they call it with Sam Thompson that's Linda's brother who dated him and of course Sam was security guard and Richard Davis who's also passed on and uh, I remember that uh, which Sam just drove up you know and it was like the old days when Elvis was still here Mm -hmm. he parked over to the left of of the of the of Graceland and we went through and the tour guide said well you guys should give the tour, you know, and so we did. And, oh. and then uh, we, <laughs> well, it was just us. Anyway, we were telling the tour guides, you know, what, what, you know. and I remember <laughs> this one little thing, and, and Richard said to me, he was his bodyguard and valet and movie stand-in. He's like, John, you remember, you know, what happened over here? You know, and, and there was a, the kitchen door and it had a curtain there. It's, it's what they call the jungle room, but it's the, uh, it was actually called the den when Elvis was alive. And, uh, you know, there was a big screen TV. And, and, he, and I said, yeah, that's where we used to put, you know, the Pepsi bottles for Mary Jenkins to pick up so she could take them back. You know, and so they they were blown away. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, you know, because that was uh, that was added on to the house. And so that used to be the back door, you know.
2: <laughs> that is so funny. Just, they would give her all the Pepsi bottles. So, that, so we know they like Pepsi, right? They chose Pepsi over oh, Coke.
0: Oh, Elvis, Elvis was, a, you know, as Anita Wood, one of Elvis's girlfriends, said, "Elvis was a Pepsi freak. Yeah, he loved <laughs> Pepsi."
2: <laughs> but, so he, his um, his diet was probably not something that you know people wouldn't model themselves after, right? What what he was he a junk food junkie? You like he like that?
0: Well, it, well, what it is is he just ate in excess of if he liked something, mm-hmm. he ate more of it than he should have. But you know. Uh, he would uh, fast for a week or so, and he used to work. You know, he'd go on a Jello diet. He'd eat really nothing but Jello Right before he'd go on tour, you know, he'd stay fairly thin. You know, he'd get off tour eat, you know, like crazy, you know. But um, I remember that uh, one time I, w- I was with him, and then uh, there were these hamburgers, and they're, they're really, he said, well, those are appetizers. And I'm like, wow, I mean, he put away a couple of hamburgers and, couple of shakes and you know, i just i couldn't i could do it but i talked to elvis's uncle vester about it and he said well he said elvis is still 19 years old really and, mm-hmm. and he said when, when he was growing up you know he'd hide the peanut butter for me because that was his favorite he thought i was gonna take his peanut butter <laughs> but um but you know that's why the uh, the uh he ate what he wanted, and if he liked it, he ate more of it. Or the same thing with air conditioning, he had it on all the time,
2: right? So just, right, he, he was yeah. an excessive guy. Uh, and I understand that we have so much in common. Once you find something you like, you just eat it to excess. I understand that. Um, how many minutes do we have before we have? right now?
1: Now I'm getting ready to put on the music.
2: <laughs> He's getting ready for the music on. Take me out. We got another break. We gotta go to. I hate taking breaks when Don Wilson can't we just, just say it? no? Okay, all right. All right, Don, you understand this. You've been in radio. Uh okay, we have to go oh, to sure. Yeah, we have to go to break. We'll, well be right back. Well Don, back. when we come back though, I want you to think,
1: what was Elvis's favorite food of all time? And and if he had last meal sort of rights, what would he choose as his last meal?
2: I, did, I, I think I know okay. the answer. Okay, all right. We'll be right back with Don Wilson and uh, the behind the scenes with Elvis. Okay, guys, uh don't go away. You're listening to Cindy Cochran's show Real Reality Radio. We'll be right back. This is Cindy Cochran, and I just wanted to thank you for listening. I know your ears will thank you for the experience. And don't forget to listen live when you can, Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. The Cindy Cochran Show, Real Reality Radio.
0: Three seven seven six to take your first step into the radio world.
2: And we're back on the Cindy Cochran show. Yes, we are with Don Wilson. Don, I got to tell you, you know, when I talked about the, the sightings and did anyone uh, report like I saw Elvis when I went to the you know the Graceland tour or I saw Elvis here? But there was a lot of Elvis sightings after his death. People didn't really want to accept the fact that he had died. And so it seemed like there was a, a and I can just remember that, people saying, I saw him here, I know I saw him. Uh, do you remember that? Do you remember that time?
0: Yeah, but they were mainly uh, Elvis impersonators and, you know, Joe Blow down the street or uh, mm-hmm. Jane Doe or whoever, <laughs> they would just say, oh, he looks like Elvis, and they don't even know really what Elvis looked like at, at the time. So,
3: uh-huh. yeah, I
0: mean, it was, Elvis is was gone, just you yeah, you know, it was just somebody that tried to look like him. and mm-hmm. you know, But uh, anyway, I, t- I got to tell you one thing that I was just thinking of during your break is that you would love to have been with Elvis at any of the showings at the Menzian Theater because he would, you know, rent it all night and watch movies. And, you know, yes. and you could have all the buttered popcorn you would oh, want. <laughs>
2: yeah. I could even sneak in my spaghetti and my hamburger and all that, right? You would have been fine with oh, that. Oh, yeah. I would have shared with him. Uh but that was—Mindy uh, was talking about that, uh, how he would uh, rent the theater. And that they seemed like they had a, a great time. That was fun. I told her—this uh, is called name-dropping. I wish we had some sound, like, bong. Um, I was uh, talking to Tom Jones, and uh, we were—I don't know. Uh, Austin, do you know who Tom Jones is?
1: I do not. <laughs> I don't know who Johnny Carson is either, so— <laughs>
2: Uh, Jake, do you know who Tom Jones is? No. Nope. What's new, Pussycat? Oh, <laughs> the, you don't know that song? No. You know, okay. no. Oh, Don, I'm surrounded by these people. Oh, I just, like, Youth. I, like, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> these youths, I don't <laughs> yeah, know about just, them. Just... <laughs> so anyway, but uh, uh, I had gone to do an interview at a press conference with him, and then I um, they invited me to come into the Cadillac, uh, uh, into the limo, Uh, Because I'd asked the most interesting question to him during the press conference, and and he says, okay, I'll give you more time. So we were writing, and what I was most interested in is because I said Elvis has to rent movie theaters and restaurants when he wants to take his friends and go because of all the turmoil that it, it creates. Uh, do you have to do that? He didn't want me to ask any questions about Elvis. <laughs> so when he says, uh, yes, I do. In fact, uh, we're going to the Red Lion tonight, and uh, we, we've had to rent that out. And And it's a pain. It's a pain. I want to go bowling. I want to go bowling, and I can't just go to a bowling alley. i got to rent the whole bowling alley. And so it's just, it's, just, it's expensive for us to do anything. We can't just go when we want to go places. and uh, And I hate it. But it seemed like Elvis enjoyed you know having everybody in there but i bet he would want to walk in a movie theater and watch the reaction to kissing cousins or you know um the the first one he did what was the first one he did no tinder no that was
0: good love me tinder
2: love me tinder love me tinder Tinder. because i went there and and all the girls screamed the whole time and i was so upset because i couldn't hear (laughs) what was going on because the I didn't understand the screaming that I was, you know, I got about eight, nine years old and I was like, what is going on here? But, uh, but if he would like to come in and just sit in the back and see how people reacted to him, would he do that?
0: No. In fact, he didn't like to see himself up on the screen. In Uh fact, uh, there was this one night that uh, I was there and he was running the pink Panther strikes again. And um, (laughs) so I, um, you know, and he'd do the and There's a shock of uh, the saute. I mean, he would do the your dog bite. That's not my dog. You know, even impersonate <laughs> Peter Sellers, he could do it perfectly. But Richard Davis had picked up this movie at the film exchange where I was That's where Elvis could pick out any movie he wanted to, and have Richard go and pick it up and play it. Well, Richard said, "Don't say, don't say anything," but he said. Yeah, I got one of Elvis's movies, so we're going to put it on. And so he thinks the Pink Panther is going to come on, and all of a sudden you hear, clam bake, do want to have a clam bake? And there's Elvis in the, and, and, and then he said, who's the fool? You know, he got this. He said, Richard, Richard. And then Richard's cracking up and everything. And he goes, ah,
2: I got you, I got you.
0: He said, get that fool off the screen. That's Elvis, you know.
2: But, that is so funny that's funny he's a bigger man than i am because i would have wanted to go in and, if i was on if i was in movies i'd want to go in and just, just sit and listen to people if they laughed or that they did laughed in the right places or if they got up and went and got candy and popcorn during the best scenes and that kind of stuff uh cynthia pepper when she was on she was so cute so precious and uh, she was in kissing cousins with him and i loved getting that background and and all and how um you know, it was just, like she said, it was just very surreal to be in his presence in a sense. But then you, you know, he's so nice and he's so, you know, generous and makes you feel very comfortable. And that was his, uh, and that was his persona that, uh, they, everybody that was around him knew him. Uh, and it wasn't just from the stage. So I'm hoping to educate these, uh, babies that I got here with me, uh, to, uh, to go back and listen, and not the the movies. He didn't like doing the movies. It seemed like, is that right? Am I wrong?
0: About well, that? well, yeah. I mean, it, he had to make it fun, you know. Or, mm-hmm. You know, he had to, he and the guys had to uh, improvise and do jokes on each other just to get through them. But he watched at <laughs> the beginning, but uh, yeah, it, as it wore on, you know.
2: Mm-hmm. Because Love Me Tender. I was just gonna say, Love Me Tender shows so much of of a side of a. a you know, beginnings of a good dramatic actor. King Creole had that that feeling. And then he got into these... That's his favorite. F- That's his favorite? was my
0: favorite. That's the only one he would really talk about.
2: Oh. Well, there were so many dimensions to him, and they really did let him, you know, seem like explore what he could do. And I thought it was great. And then they started... It, then it became like a bubblegum thing where, you know, like where he did things, and it was uh, the same stuff over and over with different... You know backgrounds and and uh, I'm sure
0: after Blue Hawaii, yeah, yeah, Blue it Hawaii was kind of a cookie cutter. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. That's right. Blue Hawaii was was really good. I I loved that show. That was good. Such the music was so amazing in there. So uh, anyway, I I think that your perspective and what he has said uh, has helped us understand the behind the scenes of of Elvis and. Uh, you know, kind of a backstory of things that we never would have known ever uh, about him, and so you've been great for us and these kids. But we have so many more stories, don't we, Don?
0: Oh, plenty, plenty, yeah, yeah. yeah we,
2: could, we could do a whole series. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I, y'all should get together and write a book. Uh, well, Don needs to. Don needs to write a book, and then if I could just be a segment mm-hmm. in that, that would be great. <laughs>
0: well i did i did write a book i just have to find a publisher you know so i just don't want to self-publish it you know but, uh, yeah you will have to get you have to get some of your memories on there and your perspective too cindy that know.
2: would be that would be awesome but if you want to know more about don you can go to don wilson's hollywood beat right right okay that's right dot com dot com and then he's got a great facebook page is it okay if i tell him about your facebook page I think you are. Okay. Because had... <laughs> all his good friends and all that stuff post a lot of stuff about him and uh, so you can stalk him. It's great. I love Facebook for that. <laughs> now we know what
1: Cindy does in the evenings.
2: Yes, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and I um, go over there,
1: um, <laughs> I, I go over and I look and see if your
2: little green, the green uh, light is on in your chatting as I can go find you. I'm like, what are you chatting about? Who are you talking to? But... <laughs> uh, but anyway, now we we have this is our last segment we're going.
1: We're getting ready to go off the air for
2: No, this is it. This is it. No, we're co-
1: we're done. No. We're done. I, I I've gotta send you off in thirty seconds. I
2: refuse. I see these people over in Conroe Coffee are getting ready to come over over here.
1: Okay. Yeah, they're waiting for you to kick you off.
2: <laughs> Shut up. Don, you know I love you, Don. I'm so happy that you were here with me for this one hour at least.
0: Oh, well, I love you too, darling.
2: Anytime. I love that. See, it's just like I love you too, darling. I love that. I love that. So cute. Okay, Don, we'll talk again, text again, and uh, thank you so much for your insight. We love okay. it. Okay. Well, uh, talk to you Always soon. I love to talk to you. Okay, babe. All right. Bye-bye. I called him babe. That was Hollywood, wasn't it? That was Hollywood. Okay, you listen to the Cindy Cochran Show, and I'll be here next week monday through wednesday is live and then thursday and friday best of and i bet you're going to hear mindy miller and don wilson again th- this thursday and friday so look and see the schedule all right we'll uh, talk to you later thank you jake thank you so much austin for being here and this is cindy cochran show real reality radio Hi, this is Cindy Cochran, and I want to thank you for checking out The Cindy Cochran Show and invite you to listen live every weekday morning from 10 to 11 on FM 106.1 and on 104.5 and globally on IRLoneStar.com. The show you just fell in love with was recorded and will be posted on our podcast channels on iTunes and Google Play. You can even watch the show on our YouTube and on TV with our City TV channel 12 on Suddenly. So make sure to subscribe to keep up with me. My Facebook page, The Cindy Cochran Show, is always a good place to contact me through messages to interact live on the air and ask questions, make suggestions, whatever.
1: Thanks for checking out this podcast of Lone Star Community Radio, Montgomery County's community radio station. If you enjoyed this recording, make sure to check out our past shows online at IRLoneStar.com or their respective video or podcast formats on YouTube, Google Play, or iTunes. If you have any questions regarding the show, either it being about sponsorships or questions for the host, contact the station manager at D-I-C-K at or call the station at 936-647-3776. This show was recorded in downtown Conroe, Texas at the Lone Star Community Radio Studio and Lone Star Community Radio reserves all rights to this recording and images.